I was scrolling through my email account and I noticed the title, I've Always Loved You, God. And it was from a church that we visited and I guess I'm on their email list. So I clicked it, it got my attention and I read it. It said, this is love. This past Sunday, we kicked off our Malachi message series. We learned that a broken relationship with God leads to broken societal relationships. But despite past and future mistakes, we can rest on this truth. God loves you. Once we recognize the love of God in our own life, it should cause us to show love to others. Then, as we grow deeper in our love for God, the more God's love is displayed through us. God loves you. Here are some ways we can show love to our community. Pray for them. Pray that people who are not followers of Jesus will be saved. Every Tuesday at 7 a.m., we gather together at every location to specifically pray for revival and renewal. Serve them. There are many opportunities to serve others during the week, not just Sunday. So if you are seeking ways to serve those in need, look no further. And there's a red button in the middle that says, I want to serve those in need. And then there's an invitation that says to watch or rewatch this week's message, click here. Let's all walk this path together of taking God seriously and growing deeper in our faith so that others would take notice and it would lead to change. And this is the Alive Church, livefullyalive.com. It's a local church in Southeast Virginia, and they have two locations, and it looks like they also have a location in St. Louis. And the reason I wanted to read this and share this with you is that, one, the the church is one of the greatest examples of, of marketing, and you can either take that or leave it as negative or positive, but one, I guess, and two, I already started with one, two, it's a powerful message, one that I believe in, and one that my father was also very consistent in. Every morning, he was on the Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated prayer call, and at the funeral, I remember the brother saying that you knew that Dr. Penn would be on the call, and everyone knew that he was a physician, but he didn't introduce himself that way. He'd say, Brother Melvin Penn. <laughs> and everyone knew that Brother Melvin Penn was there and that he was a doctor, but he humbled himself and he would be on the prayer call with, with you know, no, no doubt. You know, he'd be there. And when I needed to call him and talk to him in the morning, he would still be there for me. And broken relationships with God lead to broken societal relationship. God loves you. And when we grow deeper in our love, for God, the more God's love is displayed for us and praying for them, praying for me, praying for you and serving them, that's rooted and that's rooted within me. And finding those in need to serve is one of the reasons that in this season three of my life, losing my father on July 26th, 2022, and I'm recording this on September 12th, 2022, was a turning point in my life because as we grow deeper and deeper in our faith, as others take notice, we want it, as this pastor has written, we want others to take notice and we want that to lead to change. And serving others in need is something that my father, my mother, and myself, we've always done. It's been inherent. It's been important. And physicians, we are in need. And we've always served others in need. 
but we haven't always been served back. And when I look at my circle, my strongest circle of those who have always been there for me and who have always served, who have always had the mission, the hearts, those closest to me are physicians and physician entrepreneurs and physicians who, if it weren't for the pain and the struggle of navigating entrepreneurship, it's physician entrepreneurship. It's physician entrepreneurs, those that want to have the freedom, the time freedom. And one of my gifts, one of my gifts from God, it's always been, you know, and I just, I remember conversations with my father. He just would say, Melva, I tell you, you know, and just start laughing and saying, I don't know how you do it. You know, you, you are a board certified radiation oncologist and you're, you and Leon and, and the kids, you have three kids. And at one point we had 12 dogs and, you know, 10 to 12 real estate properties and investments. And we were buying businesses back and forth and we own franchises. We buy and sell franchises, buy and sold mini donuts and donut machines. And we sold shoes at the flea market. And he would just be like, okay, Melvin, what are you buying? Because I know that's what you like to do. And my, my father was very, very smart with money and wealth and, you know, much more conservative than me. I honestly, I never knew I was a risk taker. I remember meeting with one of my line sisters at my other line sister's wedding. And my line sister looked at me and she said, Melva, you're a risk taker. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she was going over her bills versus my bills and what I'd done. And she's like, I, I don't have all that. I'm, I'm not doing all that. Like, that's you. And I looked at her kind of like, well, what do you mean? Like, this isn't normal. Everybody doesn't do this. <laughs> and it was one of those like eye-opening experiences. Your lens, your perspective is very different than everyone else. And my physician identity, my identity, my lens, I am an entrepreneur. And I was an entrepreneur before I was a physician. But my identity as a physician started as a young child seeing my father, Dr. Melvin T. Penn Jr., MD, MPH, you know, I don't even have his whole, you know, I probably actually do have it right here because I have so many of my father's business cards um, because my father is notorious for taking articles out and, you know, sending them. And my nickname for my father was Sponge. Hey, Sponge, I think you should check this article out about cultural leadership. And, you know, I went to University of California, Irvine for radiation ecology residency. And he's like, do you know any of these folks? And if you knew my father, his handwriting was definitely that of a physician. And I called him and I said, Dad, you know, I got through 80%. Now, what the hell, you know, what else does this say? Because <laughs> I couldn't read it. And, um, you know, his other credentials, I'll, I'll look them up. But family... Um, you know, faculty, all, all these awards. And in 1998, he was recognized as Family Physician of the Year by the his association. He was able to go to the White House and meet President Bill Clinton. Just, just so many awards and accolades. And I'm so grateful for the acknowledgement, the, you know, the articles in the Charlotte Post, the Charlotte Observer, where we lived, the memorials, the donations made in my father's honor, it is it has been a privilege and a a you know an absolute I mean absolute gratitude of everyone that has talked about how my father has has served you, how he's a trusted advisor. It has been extremely difficult. 
to, you know, to really, oh yeah, an MPH, I'm, I'm looking at um, the notes, Master of Public Health, Senior Medical Director. So the influence that he had on my life, and, and you know, I don't want to, to make anyone too emotional because losing a parent is hard. And I know those of you, I understand now the pain of losing a parent. And I don't wish that for anyone. But the strength that has come out of that and the understanding, I, I wrote down the other day and I said, wow, you know, he's really, really affected <laughs> me, the strength and the peace that I, I have. My father used to say a couple things and he used to say this and it wasn't until I was talking to his you know, college buddy and he said it at the memorial. I didn't realize he'd been saying this for 50 plus years. I said, goodness, he would stand out and have us say it. And I do this and people probably thought I was crazy, but he raise both his arms up and say it's great to be alive it's great to be alive and and so I have my kids do it and I do it and people kind of look at me and I'm like hey and my dad would say that's right you know and uh there is life after death and a lot of that life after death he's he's given me while I'm here so it is great to be alive and when you're alive you serve others so I am here to serve physicians and physician entrepreneurs so if you're stuck and you're struggling, you do not have to struggle alone. A lot of our identity as physicians stops us from having that success that we want. And the success is not wrong. You know, we can speak about God. We can speak about our love of God. We can pray for our patients. We can practice medicine the way we want to practice medicine. I guarantee you, as an oncologist, I pray for my patients. I pray with my patients. I get down to the root of what it is, their beliefs, and I meet them where they are. I respect how they want to be respected, right? And we're able to serve people and find opportunities to serve the way they need to be served. And if you have a belief or you have values you are able to align your values with your goals and that is going to look different for each physician entrepreneur. But the problem is a lot of physicians have never taken the time to ask themselves, what is it that I want? What are my values? And do I have the courage to admit what my values are? Do I have the courage to tell anyone how I want to serve? how I want to serve my patients, how I want to serve my community. Do I have the courage to tell my spouse what I want? Do I have the courage to stand bold in my power? And I'll tell you, a lot of that has to do with our belief in ourselves. Because before we even started to be physicians, we lost a lot of that belief. And one of the gifts that my father, my mother, my family gave me is that they always believed in me. I was never questioned growing up that inner child in me was supported. I love my Charlotte community. I love my family. I love the mentors. I'm so blessed growing up as Melva, Yvette, Penn. People around me loved me and believed in me. I was raised Friendship Missionary Baptist Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. And it was full circle for me speaking at my father's memorial that day because I was baptized in that church. I was married in that church to Leon Bingham. 
on June 9th, 2007, and I did the memorial service. I participated in the memorial service, spoke, you know, on my father's behalf on August 20th, 2022, after we laid my father to rest on August 2nd, 2022 in Lynchburg, Virginia, his home church. And it was full circle because the community that I grew up in that supported me, that developed me, that gave back to me, that I respect, I'm grateful for. I know from speaking to physicians, listening to physicians, working with physicians, that everybody can't say that. Many of you were told that People did not believe in you. People did not give you a chance. You didn't have a community. You didn't have a praying family. You didn't have people that told you you could be, do, and have anything that you wanted. And that hurts. That inner child being told that, it hurts. And I am sorry, but I am here to help you. I am here to believe in you, pray for you, and serve you, physician. Physician entrepreneur that has failed or you've told yourself that you failed. There are no failures. I fail all the time. We want to fail fast, fail forward, so we can learn from that, pick it up, track, measure it, grow. That's how we move. That's how we scale. That's business. That's entrepreneurship. Those are roadblocks. Once we learn how to get over the roadblocks, we escalate, we move fast. And physicians, you can absolutely do this. There are physicians that have gone before you. That's proof. You need the inspiration You need to feel, feel, I'm so country. You need to fill your brain up. You need to imagine. You need to taste it, feel it, see it 24-7. You need to be in flow, right? You need to remove the blocks that you have that are stopping you from doing that right now. This is an important step. 80% of this journey, 80% of this journey starts with this belief because and I'm telling you this because it took me a long long time to get unstuck it didn't matter how many courses I took it didn't matter how many coaches I hired (laughs) and my dad like if he was here now and we're having this conversation he understands this because the last I don't know three to six months we had these conversations and I was crying I was crying on the way to work I was crying on the way back to work my dad was listening to me. I was on the phone with him on the way and on the way back because I was so frustrated with corporate medicine. Corporate medicine. And even though, those of you know, I created lifestyle medicine for a while as a physician entrepreneur. So I have the work-life balance. I've been in the same job and I'm so grateful for where I've been because they accepted me for who I am, an entrepreneur that's also a physician, right? And they allowed me to, you know, I, basically when I went in, I was like, hey, look, I'm a hustler. <laughs> and they accepted that the, you know, doctor, not the doctor, but the administrator who hired me supports and follows me on LinkedIn. And I had the negotiated contract. He signed the letter that understood the proprietary property that's mine outside that I'm on social media. At the time I was doing something different in addition to real estate investing. And at the time, I think we knew we were getting into franchise ownership and we had that separate and they knew I was a paid speaker, paid author. It it was separate. And I knew I wanted quality of life. I wanted to be closer. I wanted my 
children, I have three children, a mom of three. I wanted them to be closer to my parents at the time because, you know, my, my father told me and my mom, my mom and dad both said, hey, look, we're not going to live forever. I didn't know it was going to be this year because who does, right? God is in control. And I made that decision. I said, look, I want, I don't want to be at the hospital forever. And when I came, it was a quality of life job. I exchanged an hour commute for having autonomy in my clinic, being able to serve a population that needed me. I wanted to see people that look like me. I wanted diversity. I wanted to be in a rural community. So I made those decisions, right? You can make those decisions too in exchange for being able to have the flexibility to include entrepreneurship. So if you didn't have that support or you didn't have the belief or you lost the belief in yourself, it's okay. It's a new season. This is season three. And for me, I realized that I had to get unstuck or I was stuck after taking all the courses or not having physicians that understood physician issues in my entrepreneurship journey. Because my first job out of residency, I lost what I had growing up. I lost that excitement that I had modeling after my father modeling and having that community support and belief, a lot of it was lost. And this happens with major life events. Whenever there's loss, whenever there's separation, we lose our identity and we lose the trust in ourself, the trust in our ability. And that takes work to get it back. So we'll talk a lot about these issues on season three of the 1% Code and They're building blocks. We'll talk about ways to create multiple streams of income, what works best for physicians in different stages of entrepreneurship. Some physicians start with passive streams. Other physicians are looking for active streams of income. Some physicians are physician entrepreneurs and they are no longer practicing clinical medicine. There's so much to discuss and so many ways to support and serve physician entrepreneurs. I'm excited about season three. If you want to catch the previous seasons of the 1% Code podcast, there's a lot of great things that happened and we discussed on the previous episodes. I did cover a lot of physician issues on that one as well. I'm excited about season three. I'm so happy that you decided to join me here on the 1% podcast. If you know other physicians that are interested in entrepreneurship or starting entrepreneurship, I hope that you share. I would love your feedback. I would love to know what it is that you are looking for in the 1% Code podcast. The lineup of guests is going to be incredible. If you are a physician entrepreneur and you want to share your story, please reach out to me at support at drmelva.com. I look forward to connecting with you soon.